You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. (laughs) Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined as always by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and trade machine sorcerer. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? So after game two of the Warriors and Cavs, did you, or during that game, back last week, I was going to say, by the way, we're recording this on, on Monday, <laughs> June 4th. We're, put, we're posting this during the weekend as one of our, uh, our extras. We, we promised a part two of the trade talk, and here we are, part two. And here we are. Did you ever expect to see a smiling Rick Carlisle on your TV screen? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. That, that totally caught me off guard. I had it muted because I muted during the commercials. I muted during the whole dang game. I, I did through most of the third Game quarter. one and game two, I never heard volume. Until they're about to win. But I love Mike Breen, though. That's I, just, I have such a love-hate relationship oh. with that broadcast crew. If they could just replace Jackson no, there's and Van no Gundy. Love. But, like, there's all these people that tweet all the time, Mike Breen. Like, Mike Breen saying, bang, when your favorite player hits a hits a three is like, I mean, that's like drugs, man. It's just, like, put that right in my veins. I'm into it. Yeah, but or, then it, fo- it follows up with Mark Jackson's, you know, praising something about. Hand down, man down. Look at that guy. With this if bucket, a, look at him if score. A, if a guy is fired by a team, he should not be calling a team no. that team's game. That like, is that. what we call in the business a conflict of interest. <laughs> no. Have you seen the video going around about Mark Jackson talking about LeBron's wife? No. It is Was, the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I I believe it, man. He he said something. He said like, "I'll take her to town" or something. Oh my god! I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, Just what are replace you even saying? Him, replace him with Doris Burke, and I'm please. Fine. That's what everyone wants. But, that's what everyone oh, uh, wants. Anyway, Doris Burke, and if you have to throw a third guy in there, I don't know. And like, here's the thing with Jeff Van Gundy; he's kind of like Bill Simmons. You just take him for what he is, you know? Like, I mean, he'll have some no. like crazy. He's he has some crazy <laughs> opinions, and you're just like, no, okay, that's kind of dumb, but oh well, like. I enjoy him way better than Mark Jackson. Uh, sometimes. I, I said this a while ago, but like I tweeted that <laughs> uh, Mark Jackson, refs, 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 refs. Uh, Jeff and Gunny, refs, 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 refs. <laughs> Mark Jackson, refs, 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 refs. Mark Jackson, refs, 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 refs. Mike Breen. And Kevin Durant ties it in game seven in the final <laughs> minute with a, less than a minute left. That's like yep. That literally happened. They're just complaining back and forth about the refs. And in the middle of Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals, which is essentially the NBA Finals of this season, and it's Game seven's last minute, and Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the NBA, ties the game, and those guys are over there yapping still about the refs. It's like, guys, there's, there's like a real game going on that's, that's pretty competitive, and it's pretty intriguing. Yeah. Anyway, today we're talking about Mavs trades that has nothing to do with referees, that has nothing to do with Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy. Or, uh, or Mike Breen, even. Uh, we did part one, and we ended part one by saying that Isaac Harris has a three-team trade that will change the course of the Dallas Mavericks. Isaac? Change the course. Make good on that tease that we made. All right, so it's, 
this is something I've been looking into. Um, would you move down a couple spots if you got another lottery pick? If you're Dallas, oh, depends on any spots down. Depends on depends what the lottery pick is. All right, so so here here's the deal. Mavs would get eight and thirteen. Cavs would get Tobias Harris and twelve. Clippers would get five and J.R. Smith. Okay, give me that one more time. All right, so Clippers Mavs would trade. Get, Mavs would get trade, eight and thirteen. Yes, so the Clippers would trade Tobias Harris, twelve and thirteen, to move all the way up to five, and they would take on J.R. Smith. Then they, you know, get a a list cornerstone guy. J.R. J.R. Smith, Lou Williams, and Austin Rivers are going to kill each okay, other. <laughs> flip out Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson or J.R. One of those okay. guys. The the Cavs would move down four spots. They would go from eight to twelve, but get Tobias Harris and shed J.R. Smith. Interesting. Mavericks would move down three spots, but get pick thirteen. I don't know if that's enough for me because I would want to package those two picks up and move up. Okay. Who are you, I don't, who are you getting I don't at, know if I would do it. Who are you getting know. at 8 and 13 at that point? You could potentially be getting Porter Jr. You could get uh, one of the Bridges brothers. And you could, let's, okay, so you, let's say you get Mikhail Bridges, which we're so into. We're totally into that. Yeah. And then who do you get at 13 then? Oh, I don't let's, know. Let's say it happens though. Let's say let's say they go with one of some of y'all's boys out there. Let's say at eight you go with Wendell Carter Jr. and then you turn around at thirteen and get like Lonnie Walker. What if you got both bridges? That'd be wild. I mean, you can never go wrong with wings. We never talk about. I mean, Can't I would get be enough totally bridges. down with Mikel Bridges and Lonnie Walker. That gives me my two and three for the next decade with Dennis. Interesting. Yeah, Lonnie Walker and Mikel Bridges. Or you so can like, go, I, think, I think I would go Kevin Knox and, and Mikel Bridges. Just all the wings. Just give me all the wings. But yeah, I mean, especially if if you're sitting there at five. Let's say you're sitting there at five, yeah. and this deal's on the table. And let's say there was a reach somewhere in front of you. Like, let's say Atlanta reached for Trey Young at three. Yeah, something, something like crazy or something like that. Or like Michael Porter Jr. went to at four or something. Yeah. And then you're sitting there saying, man, there's – there's three guys, or there's like three or four guys that man I really like, or like maybe you got some intel that Orlando really is going to take a point guard with Sexton or Young, something like that. And so if if at eight you could get Michael Porter Jr., Wendell Carter, or I mean I'm okay with getting Mikael Bridges, but if some people love Wendell Carter and Dallas loves Wendell Carter and they think he's going to be there at eight, you move down a couple spots, get Carter, and then you get whoever you want at thirteen. They walk away from the draft with Carter and, and Mikael Bridges. I think that's a great draft. That's an excellent draft. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. They could pull either one of those off at thirteen, but that's true. I could see a scenario like in little... this scenario is I could see Window Carter and like Lonnie Walker. What if you also pull? Can you? Is Dallas taking back any salaries in this? No. So you could also still do the Denver trade that we talked about in the last pod. Yeah. So then all of a sudden you have fourteen. And thirteen, and then you could package those up and move up. <laughs> yeah, Dallas is just like wheeling and dealing. Donnie Nelson, you will never sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's that's just a thought to think about. Like, would you move down? How many spots would you move down to get another lottery pick? Yeah, I don't know if I. So, I don't think I want to move down though. That's the whole idea is you want to be oh, as yeah, high I, as I, possible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, 
I agree. But I don't know. I've just been thinking about all different scenarios. That's an interesting idea. Uh, other interesting idea I had. What do you think Philly would give up? Let's say Philly knows. Let's say Philly knows they're either going to get Paul George or they're going to get LeBron. So like right now they have twenty eight million in cap space coming up. Yeah. Uh, they could get to like thirty nine million in cap space if they do this trade with the Mavericks. They give them Amir Johnson and Justin Anderson, and the tenth pick. They give that to Dallas. And let's say the Ma- the Mavs give back the thirty thirty third pick. They get off that salary. They don't have. They also don't have to give the salary to the tenth pick, and they they still get a pick back in thirty three, which is not great. Uh, people would probably laugh at this, but if this team is like, okay, we have enough of these young guys, we have enough young, interesting guys that we're developing. Let's try to get let's try to get enough cap space because we are a destination for free agents. We're about to fire our GM, or they probably by the time we're recording this, they have already. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we're we're gonna be a good destination again. We have this coach we just gave this contract to. You know, we are not, we are no longer in this, you know, Sam Hinkie, let's just get all the assets possible. Let's, let's cash in some of these assets for some cap space and let's get a guy. You know, you'd have to switch out Amir and Jared Bayless because that's, that's what Amir's, I meant, Jared Bayless. Sorry. Okay. I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't mean that. Amir Johnson's expiring this year. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. I, um, so, okay. So say it one more time, Jared Bayless, so Jared Bayless, Justin Anderson. So you're taking back yeah, 11 million with that. Pretty much 10 or 11 million. Yeah. And then, uh, you get the 10th pick. Yeah. I mean that it just comes down to Philly saying, Hey, is add in the salary of that 10th pick. You're probably looking at like 13 million, 14 million. Yeah. Know. And the is maps could worth- even take back somebody else. They could take back, uh, if Philly wants like, like Furkan, some of these, one of these guys that has like a, a, uh, miles, yeah. yeah, like a, like a smaller uh, deal that could even free up some more money for sure. I mean, Sarge, no, nah, just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Miles, yeah. The, however you want to say the Timothy, the Wawu Cabrero. Yeah. Let's say TLC. TLC. And, uh, yeah, I mean, either one of those dudes and yeah, I mean, would it be worth clearing up 15 million? I would do it for sure. I would, yeah. If you got the 10th pick, I would. I would absorb all those for sure. There's no way that Philly can get two max slots, is there? Uh, they'd have to check Covington. Are we sure that so? Like I've seen a lot of a lot of sites say that Joel Embiid's making 25 next year. Are we sure that's his number because he had all those things built in into his contract? Like, are we sure that's the number for him? I'm not. I think I 25.2, but I don't know. It could be more stuff to that, but still. It just comes down to Philly. If they want, how bad do they want thirteen or fourteen more million? And would you pay thirteen or fourteen million for the tenth overall pick? Is, I would. Yeah. Is twenty eight million going to get you Paul George? I don't think it will. Um. Uh, no, they could they can move some stuff around though. Because Paul George is he's got a pretty light deal right now. I think he's making. I think his player option is for twenty million or something like that. And he's. He's in that second – I feel like he's in that second tier bracket where his max is going to be like 30, 30-something. 30 yeah, but they'll be – I mean, next year, they're only on the books right now. They have Embiid at 25.2. Then you're at Covington at 10.4. But then you also have you also have Fultz and Simmons that are both making like 8-something. Yeah, but I mean still. I mean that's still, what, 60-something? I mean you definitely have one a spot for one max. Right. 
two is the you know two obviously gets tricky, but it if you wanted the second guy, you'd have to do the sign and trade or the Kawhi deal that people like throw out there of like Covington, Fultz, Sarich, you know something like yeah, that. Yeah, see some weird like that. But yeah, I would do that from Dallas' point of view. And oh, for sure, you, I would. You know, if Philly does it, Philly is the you know Philly and Boston like they can't keep all their picks. I mean. And they want Jonah Bolden to come over next year, and I love Jonah Bolden. I That's wish a good I point. Could, we could get him. And they have the tenth pick. They have the twenty what pick something towards the bottom twenty six pick or something. Yeah, they have the twenty six pick. They have, I'm pretty sure, multiple second rounders. So they can't keep all these guys, and they got to do something with it. Of course, Boston looked at everybody who said that they can't keep all these guys and said, "Watch." <laughs> and they did. Well, I mean, even Boston. I mean. Boston now's their time to where they got to make decisions too. So yeah, if so, let's say that trade go, goes through. Uh, I don't think Philly would do this, but let's say they do. They they really want to get Paul George. They don't think they can get that max spot unless they make this deal, move some of these guys. They move, they take the tenth pick, they move it to Dallas. Dallas is five and ten. Who are you wanting with five and ten? Bomba and Mikel Bridges. That that's ideal. That'd be so. <laughs> would, that'd be so great. I don't know. I would. I think I'd shed a tear if that happened. <laughs> Just draft night, Isaac is just like weeping on the floor. <laughs> we did it. We pulled it off. Uh, but no, I mean, even if you didn't get, even if Mikel didn't follow ten, I mean, there's plenty of people at ten that, you know, I'm a huge Lonnie Walker guy. Bamba, I mean, Bamba and Porter, Bamba and Wendell Carter. I don't think I would do Bamba no, and Wendell Carter. Stop. Miles um, <laughs> Bridges. Yeah, like any of those guys through there. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. That would be so great. That that trade I got the most excited about, that Philly trade. I still yeah. don't know if Philly would do it. I feel like I'm, I think I'm going to float that to a, a Philly guy and see what they think about it. They'll probably laugh in my face, but hey. <laughs> no. Like, you dumb. <laughs> All right, give me another one. Oh, another one from, from my end? Um, okay, so obviously just like, hey, how could we get another lottery pick? <sighs> I know fans are not going to like this, but would you trade Wes for Batum in the 11th pick? Ooh, I have a Batum one too. Yeah, so straight off of Charlotte's like... That was, actually, that was my my Charlotte one. Batum and 11 for Wes. So this would, this would be the, hey, let's try to win this year, but in the summer of 2019, we will just start with a clean slate because if this deal happens... Wes, Kimba, and Dwight Howard would all come off the books. For Charlotte, they're they're saying that. Yes. In 2019. So that, you know, and Batum. Like Batum would be off the books. Dwight Howard's contract's over. Kimba's over. Wes Matthews is over. So like you'd pretty much have a clean slate. You'd still be paying the player option like Kid Gilchrist and like Marvin Williams. But Batum's contract is in absolutely insane. <laughs> It's pretty wild. So That's why next I'm saying, like, next year's making a straight twenty-four million. Then the year after that, this is another guaranteed twenty-five and a half. And then the year after that is a player option for twenty-seven million. Now, I think Batum could be good for Dallas. Like in the same way, in part one, we were talking about how Evan Turner could be serviceable for Dallas. They could actually make him a pretty good player. I think Batum might he would fit pretty well with Dallas and Dallas' system. However, yeah, it wouldn't be bad. However, <laughs> that man, money. But 11, I think that's worth it. You get Bamba, let's say you get Bridges, and then you have... Then you have you'd, Batum you'd get Batum, and, and then you would sacrifice just $5 million in cap going into the summer. You'd still have some cap room to play with this summer, yeah. yeah. 
it would be it would be interesting for sure. I think you would definitely there'll be more of a pressure to spend that money this summer of saying, okay, this yeah. is going to be our core for the next years to come with like Barnes and Batum, Dennis, you know, Bamba and Bridges, and then whoever you get in free agency. I mean, in that scenario, if you have three young like guys paying somebody like Batum, it might not look as bad because you're developing these three guys. Yeah, these and, guys are on cost controlled deals too. Yeah, so but I don't that would be very tough. I know a lot of people right now saying there's no way I would take on Batum. But whatever. I'm not sure I really care about the cap space that much. Especially you, this year. Yeah. I'm not sold on any of these guys coming in for Dallas. I'm down for sacrificing cap space this summer for another lottery pick. It just gets into like Batum's tough because you look at paying him like twenty seven million like that's, three years ugh. from now. Like that's Barnes tough. and Barnes and Batum making fifty million dollars is that's half your cap space. That's a you're lot. talking about Dennis's like fourth or fifth year in the league, and we have almost thirty million in cap tied up to Nick Batum. But yeah, anyway, well, that's a player option though. That's also that's far away. There yeah. could be an amnesty by then. <laughs> uh that's an interesting one so then you're at 11 it's almost the same scenario we talked about with dallas getting a 10th pick then you get you know your bomba bridges your bomba porter jr potentially yeah something like that that's a core though that's a core this is that's what you give up for i mean that's you give up all these all these assets for all this cap space for you want a core like that that you could grow together yeah and it's the same type of scenario in which I'll throw at you with the Clippers, you know, Gallinari and let's say the 13th pick or the 12th pick, one of those picks for Wes. In that scenario, the Clippers would open up wide open, would clear 22 million of cap space for the summer of 2019, which you hear they want to be huge players in. Yeah. They would clear the Gallinari contract from that and they would still keep one of those picks. So they would still get a young player in Dallas situation. You know, Wes is expiring, so you kind of flop Wes and Gallinari for this year, but then you'd be paying a guaranteed $22.6 million to Gallinari next year, but you'd get the 12th or 13th pick. That one I'm way more for than the Batum one. Like, I don't even think about that one because Gallinari is a better player than, than Batum, obviously. Making less, shorter deal. Now, the thing with Gallinari is you don't know how much of that player you're going to get. <laughs> I mean, he just, yeah. he just doesn't play enough for you to know. But that one I'm all for. Gallinari, oh, Gallinari would be such a great four for Dallas. Yeah, so in that situation, you'd be trading uh, Wes, and you'd be getting, you'd, so you'd be kind of, let's just say, welcoming like Bamba, Lonnie Walker, and Gallinari. Yeah. And, lo- and losing Wes. So you're starting five. Let's say Dirk comes off the bench. Your starting five could be Bamba, Gallinari, Barnes, Seth Curry. Uh, Seth Curry, Wes. Uh, or no, not Wes. Yeah, lo- could be Lonnie and Dennis. You start those guys straight up. It could be a free agent because then you would still you still know, have money. Yeah, you would only be sacrificing like two million because Gallinari and Wes would kind of equal out. So you could go out and try to get a two, a, a two guard like I don't Will Barton or something like that. Yeah, or uh, Rodney Hood. <sighs> All right, next trade proposal. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac is not for Rodney Hood. Ah, uh, no, I'm down with throwing a flyer at him. But not like any starting role. All right, Isaac. Let's uh, let's get another trade scenario. But uh, let's take a quick break first, so we can regroup and uh, try to figure out what we do with all these assets we just acquired. <laughs> all right, 
I wondered if you guys all heard my wife just say hi to our dog. <laughs> if you guys could hear that. Uh, other other trade scenarios. We haven't talked about the Boston thing yet. Um, I feel like it was to talk because I feel like it was a little overblown, but a little. Dallas and Boston. I don't know. I just don't feel like there's anything there. Rozier in the twenty seventh. We talked to uh, to John. I think John Corrales. He's the locked on Celtics. He said the only thing they're willing to give up is Rozier and the twenty seventh pick. Which yeah, and they should like they yeah. should be calling everybody from Orlando on down yes. and saying who what how far up can we get for Rozier and the twenty seventh pick? Yeah, and like even if Orlando, like I think that's a decent deal for Orlando. Rozier, the Kings pick. If you add in the Kings pick, Rozier, the Kings pick in twenty seven for pick six, I would do that if I'm Boston. And if I'm Orlando, I think I would do it too. But I'm also a big Rozier fan. I'm a believer in it. Pairing him with Dennis, though? No, I'm saying for Orlando. Like at six. That's what I wouldn't do. You know, like I, I don't. I wouldn't do that if I'm Dallas. And Boston's not giving up Jalen Brown. No. And- or Tatum. The Tatum one was the dumbest thing I ever saw. <laughs> Just okay. This is the equivalent of, hey, you know what? The Bucks. I heard the Bucks want to move up. You know what the Mavs will ask for? Giannis. (laughs) That is. You want to move up? I I guarantee the Bucks will ask for Giannis. Then everybody comes at him and says, "Oh my gosh, the Mavericks think that they can get Giannis?" No, no, no. I just said they would ask for. Tatum is better than Giannis at the same time (laughs) in their career. You know what I mean? Like he's starting yeah. at a he's starting at such a high point that I don't know. It's just crazy to even think. Yeah. So I they're not going to trade Jalen Brown to five. Like I mean Bamba. Like we love Bamba, but like I would gladly trade Bamba for Jalen Brown. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Boston like if they're going to trade Jalen Brown, they're going to get like a, a a surefire guy. Yeah. Big man. Here's a dumb trade that I. Trade idea that I had. Tell me how okay, dumb it cool. is. Oh, I'm ready. All right, Cleveland. Let's say they either man they they got to do something. Okay, this could either be when they're they're you know LeBron is gone or if LeBron stays. I think this could be an either way scenario. They take Jr. and Clarkson in the eighth pick and they trade it to Dallas for Wes. They get off those contracts. Clarkson and Smith are making a combined. 25 million the next two years. Uh, they get off of that salary. They get Wes, who's an expiring, who's a good player that fit really well next to LeBron. He could replace, he could replace everything JR does and way more. Uh, What's attached with those? Contracts? With the eighth pick. Oh, no. I don't think they'll do that. It's not enough. Because literally they're saying, this is what we, we got Wesley Matthews for Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's literally what they would be saying. And the eighth pick West just really goes, doesn't have that much value, though, you know? <laughs> yeah, but they got to get something. They, they got to sell right. their fan base on something. That's why I said it was dumb. Because Isaiah Thomas is... Isaiah Thomas would be better in the finals right now than Jordan Clarkson. That is so true. You don't know how true that is. <laughs> uh, Jordan Clarkson, I feel like a lot of people Uh-oh. in the... Remember we... Okay, so people kept throwing us Jordan Clarkson trades, and I was like, do not trade for Jordan Clarkson. We do <laughs> yeah. not want Jordan Clarkson. Uh, There's only certain scenarios where I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'd take Jordan Clarkson for like that. But yeah, um, 
there's people that make these arguments about players that say, well, he played in the finals. Like, remember he played in the finals? Like, how that's good for his development? Jordan Clarkson may be the first young player that plays in the finals. We look back and say, that was not good for his development. <laughs> or that doesn't count as a positive for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. We look oh, yeah. back at a guy and say, like, oh, remember Rondo was young and he played in the, the finals, you know, or guys like that. It's, it's, we're not going to look back. Or, like, Kavon Looney, I feel like, is that guy. We're going to look back like, he played all these mini, meaningful minutes in the finals. Or Pat McCall, we did that last year. And yeah. Jordan Clarkson's going to be the Maverick, opposite. Pat McCall. He's going to be the opposite of that. <laughs> all right, give me one more trade, Isaac. Um, would Phoenix want to shed Brandon Knight and attach the 16th pick if they want to win now? Oh, this and they have the 16th pick. I forgot about that. Yeah. So what are we giving up? West. See, I see. I don't know about that. Who are they getting? So they're getting Aiton. They got West. They have Booker. My whole thing was they Jackson. just suck for so long, and like I feel like even Booker at the end of this year, like their whole thing is like we want to push for the playoffs next year. Like we're tired of this stuff. Yeah. And if that's the case, you'll be opening up fifteen point six million in two thousand nineteen in cap space, and you know West would help you win now. West alongside Booker and Jackson and Aiton. Then you just go get a point guard, and that's a decent lineup. They could do Brandon Knight and Tyson Chandler for for Wes. Get off of both those guys. Or Jared D- Well, see, if they want to win now, though, then they want those guys. They'd Stop want it. To- I'll do anything to bring Tyson back. I know. Jared Dudley would be great, too. That's a- He would be a great guy to cover. Him- his back and forth on Twitter with CJ McCollum was hilarious. That was pretty awesome. So yeah, Those are two okay. guys that want to get into media, and they Tyson. would talk, too. Would you take on Knight and Tyson for the 16th pick? Um, yes. That's, I think I would. That's pretty well. Because Tyson's not – Tyson would be awesome. <laughs> then yeah. you have you – know, have you seen Kirk's post about the uh, the guys that he wants to reunite? No. You reunite, so you get Jet. Somehow you get Tyson. You have Dirk, Tyson, Jet. And uh, JJ coming off the bench. And then there's one more guy that he would bring back. I can't remember it off the top of my head. He's like, mm-hmm. he's had, and maybe Devin, I guess, or somebody. He used to have these old guys <laughs> coming off yeah. the bench. And then you have this young starting core. And then you have this bench unit that's just like these old dudes that would just, they would destroy people. I mean, that lineup would just be so fun because <laughs> they would just know how to play together and all this stuff would be fun. Yeah, so that would that would be interesting because Brandon Knight and Tyson Chandler add up to about $28 million. West makes around 18, 18, 19. So you're you're sacrificing about nineteen or nine million in cap, Um, which is possible. But Tyson Tyson will be an expiring contract. Brandon Knights do another year at fifteen point six. So would that be worth? Would paying Knight in two thousand nineteen fifteen million and sacrificing nine million in cap this summer be worth the sixteenth pick? Mm, I, it would be for me because I'm just not a believer in free agency as a building block for this team. Yeah, depends on who's there. Which, uh, speaking of which, we have a report from uh, from Dan Feldman. Mavericks are not interested, not actually interested in signing DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we don't mention that name on this pod, Nick. <laughs> Sorry about that. the center who should not be named. The center who shall not be named. Oh, okay. I just clicked on the story. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Shout out to Dan Feldman. Just shout out to everybody. But this is what he did. 
He said, would the Mavs really try to sign him again? He went to, I went to Eddie Sefko of the Dallas Morning News, and he said to him, what do you think, what do you make of this DeAndre Jordan chatter? Would the Mavs seriously be interested? Sefko, I've been told no. That's the story. Solid. Solid. <laughs> Solid scoop. <laughs> Exclusive. That is the scoop. A scooper scooping the scooper. <laughs> I, will, I will mention this. You um, know what I call that whole thing? Uh-oh. scoop de poop That's what I'm going to call that. <laughs> scoop de poop poop de scoop de roop um, Milwaukee, if they get really, um, I don't know, if they're, if they're wanting to bring Jabari back and they get money crunched, would they attach 17 with John Henson? I wouldn't. Um, who are you Henson going to get at 17? That would be my question. Yeah, and that's my thing. 16 like, and 17, I'm kind of fuzzy. There's on. only so much money I would I would take on that far down so i think henson makes around what 11 million 10 million or something i think it's bigger than that so would you take on you know would you take on that for the 17th pick that's that's interesting that's that's really pushing my limits right there so that would be interesting i don't know if they would do it he makes 11.4 this year oh and his his contract goes down too so i'm a little more interested in that he's a descending contract he makes like 9.7 this last year yeah. So, and a couple more teams just to throw out there that I think could move out of the first and to watch at the end of the first round is that is Timberwolves, Portland, Lakers, Sixers, Celtics. Like those are five teams I'm just watching that I could see a scenario. Like if the Lakers yeah, really think they're going to get those guys, I could see them trying because that's what you got to think about of why Dallas moved back all those years. Because they wanted cap space in that in the summer for Dwight Howard for some of these guys, so we saw him move out. And the contracts for first round picks are a lot different than second round picks. You get into more guaranteed money, all this different stuff. So just moving back, you know, a handful of slots into the second round would be huge for one of those teams wanting to extra cap space at the bottom of the first. Especially when you look at like Philly and Boston. Whoever they select at the bottom of the first is not going to be on the roster next year, most likely. Yeah. Especially. So it's either going to be a draft and stash or whatever it is. So they could look to move out of it. Portland's in this weird cap situation to where if they say, hey, like, you know, our pick's up for sale, I, you never, I don't know what's going to go on Minnesota this summer and all that stuff. But I'm that, that Sixers Celtics pick at 25 and 26, or no, 26 and 27. Yeah, I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't attach a ton to go from thirty three to twenty seven, but if they're like shopping it, and I don't know, I would take it. You know, I've definitely if we could get that in addition to thirty three, without sacrificing a bunch of cap, that would be awesome. Anytime you can get back in the draft, it's an awesome. It's an awesome. Yeah, idea. and then like, would that be worth? In your opinion, would you? Trade thirty three and fifty four to twenty seven. Mm, depends if there's a guy there that I really like. So, like, let's say they get, we get. Yeah, so I mean, it's six spots basically. Yeah, the difference the difference in picks is not that big. Like historically, the difference between the thirty third pick and the twenty sixth pick is not that big. But let's say you just get latched onto a guy like Chandler Hutchinson or, you know, like <gasps> Melvin Frazier. You just get like latched onto a guy like that and you really want to – somebody or, some, or you see somebody dropping, you know. And like yeah. in the NFL draft, this happens a lot where you just see guys like all of a sudden the guy starts dropping and the team's just 
frantically try to get up, move up, and just get their guy. Yeah, so that's a scenario where I would want to do that. Yeah, exactly, and that would be the scenario of like maybe they're they've already talked with those teams saying, "Hey, this deal's on the table." If one of our guys are there, like they have like two guys, they're like, "Man, if they're there at twenty six or twenty seven, this is what like we'll make the deal then." But if not, no, we're good with just waiting. Yeah. Speaking of which, we're good with this podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble about trades for another thirty minutes, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back. Next week, we got a whole bunch of draft profiles, so get ready. Subscribe. We're also on uh, Spotify and Stitcher, by the way. Not a lot of users use that, but if you guys are into that, you got a Spotify subscription, which I have, which is great. Uh, go ahead and listen to us on there, too. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>